Do you know that feeling when everyone is talking about a movie that you haven't seen? Have you ever felt compelled to make some vague comments just so you can join in the conversation? Well, what if you were in too deep? Do you think you could convince everyone that you'd seen it? Or do you think your version would be so much better that no one would care? Here at Faking Movies, we're always the ones who haven't seen the movie. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Faking Movies. This is episode 147. Um, it has been a while since we recorded. It feels strange, we, boys. We recorded last in a pre-pandemic universe, and now we're in a I was going to say, universe. we're recording this just as we are all like quarantined or whatever this yeah. the, the and in between we all got together and breathed on each other a bunch we, so we did that was pretty cool. we definitely shared drinking glasses oh, and, and yeah. food yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah so we hugged out this weekend that's the important part anyway <laughs> still alive i i do want to say i i really we record these in advance i really hope by the time this comes out the things have are okay yeah. um yeah, for too. sure yeah me too <laughs> And and just to recycle a joke from before the episode started, in the words of Dave Chappelle as Ja Rule, <laughs> I don't want to dance. I'm scared to death. That was the shortest interval f- between you recycling a joke. That literally happened like 45 seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> I also don't get it. Uh, I think it was about 9-11. But... Yeah, I kind of remember oh, that one. Like that episode yeah. of Frasier that will never get made. Yes, the lost episode of Frasier that we yeah, wrote. It's true. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Oh no. That would be a fun like like project for us while we're all under quarantine writing that episode of Frasier. Oh shit, oh. I could wa- I could write that. I, would be I thought you were going to say I, I don't want to steal the thunder from our from our uh friend fellow podcast um let's write an episode, but like mm. We've offered to do Frasier for them for a long That's time. True. We should so. maybe yeah. contact them and oh, get man. this going. Yeah. yeah. I have not been in contact with them for a long time. Oh, I'm time, certain. So that's, it's also on yeah, us. Yeah, that's definitely on us for sure. Yeah, yeah without a doubt. <laughs> um, anyway. I've been doing a lot of baking, so sure. that's fun. Getting back to You get back to the things you love, the things you find important in these uh, trying yeah, times. Yeah, doing 12-plus-hour days at work to try to get us all online. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The things I love. <laughs> oh, my my company just sent me home with pay for two weeks. So Fucking brag about it. Yeah, no. goddamn. <laughs> I don't exactly have a job I could do from home, so true, like, right. true, 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 true. yeah, I got sent home with pay, but also with work, so it's yeah, less fun. I, I still have yeah. to well, go into the office, so yeah, the worst of all of the. Yeah, it's okay. I like it because there's nobody there, and I don't have to actually interact with my coworkers. So like, it's cool. sure pretty solid uh so yeah uh for the five of you listening we hope you're all safe we hope that by now these references are totally irrelevant yeah dated and confusing i doubt it normally are yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) well uh with that in mind check out our twitter uh marielle works really hard um hard pivot those (laughs) the only part of our show that is not dated and confusing our twitter account um accurate yeah yeah but I think uh, I think this week I'm doing you a movie, sure boys. Why don't sure. you Why don't you team me up? Right. So here for episode one, far to heaven, 
We have. Oh, shit. I should have <laughs> done really that. Have. Uh, we have Lee faking the movie The Barber of Siberia, which is a movie that I was well versed with before these fellas. And then also, it's full of a bunch of bullshit. So we'll get to that. But It's like Seth opened the front of my pants and poured goof jello just all down there and then wedged <laughs> me with this movie. Yeah, no. He, you even warned me before this. You were like, this is going to be something. And I was like, okay. And then, oh, you yep. were right. You were so, right. uh, Lee, what uh, what actors and actresses did we give you uh, for The Barber of Siberia? Actually, uh, some pretty solid people well, at least two two i think really famous people one person that uh when i looked him up i immediately knew who he was and then another person indeed that's uh, why so... <laughs> when we get to the real thing this will be extremely confusing yeah oh i'm guessing it's because the two less famous people are the main characters well, we'll see anyway continue <laughs> okay so you guys gave me the Barber of Siberia, and the cast you gave me was Julia Ormond, mm-hmm. uh, still fucking killing it yeah, these yep, days. Yep, true. Um, she she works. So this movie can't be cannot be that old. But anyway, okay. um, <laughs> Richard Harris, who's dead and has been dead for almost two decades at uh-huh. this point, well, so it can't be that new sounds either. Sounds like you're narrowing um, it down. <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Robert Hardy, who actually uh, has some uh, uh, connections, re a, a very famous movie franchise with Richard mm-hmm. Harris. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll get to that in my movie. Okay. Um, and Elizabeth Spriggs, who is a person. <laughs> Accurate. Um, Sounds right. Yeah. Okay. I, I do want to share the one Richard Harris anecdote I know uh, before I get mm-hmm. started, just because it's so wonderful. Um. So he was a long-term resident at like a really famous London hotel. And when he died, he, I I don't know, I think he maybe had a heart attack or stroke or something. Um, He was being taken out of the hotel right at the start of the dinner rush by EMTs. And as he was passing, like the quickest way through was like through the lobby next to the restaurant. And he was grabbing people on the wrist going, don't have the special. That. Quite fun. <laughs> fucking solid. That is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Whimsical to the last yeah. drop. Um, <laughs> Dumbledore himself. Uh, Richard Harris. Good man. Well, and that's the oh, connection. Was he Dumbledore for one and two? He was, he was the first Dumbledore. Mm. Oh. And Robert Hardy was Cornelius yep. Fudge. Oh, yeah. Yep. Now I'm trying to remember who these people were in this movie. Uh, Interesting. You should fucking remember who Richard Harris is, but... All right, we'll get there. <laughs> All right, well, I have screenshots to show you, but that's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah right on. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, let me I, let me get. It's all coming back. <laughs> yeah. So let me get into my movie. Celine Dion. So flashes of light. <laughs> that's my Celine that Dion. That is not a good one. <laughs> that was real bad. That was he, he like really went for that it. was he like a share on Quaaludes. I don't know what the fuck oh. you thought you were just doing right there, but that fuck, was not. Man, I want to hang out with share on Quaaludes. That sounds that awesome. sounds fun. I mean, who yeah. doesn't? Let's let's. Hey, fellas, <laughs> listeners, let's find some ludes. They don't exist. We've covered this, and let's call some. Yeah, share. we're in quarantine. <laughs> Too impossible. This is the lawyers. perfect time for ludes. <laughs> You just wake yeah, up in June, like, oh, what happened? Yeah, it's, hey, this is all it. boiled over now. <laughs> anyway, Lee, uh, drag, drag us kicking and screaming through the Barber of Siberia. Yep. 
Okay, uh, so we're gonna open on some pages being turned in a case file. Uh, it's a set of murders in a Soviet-era Siberian outpost town. Mm. Uh, the murders are very grisly, but the black and white photos let us feel very detached from mm. them. Uh, so this is going to set the tone for the color palette, which is going to be very drab and washed mm -hmm. out. Very uh, I want a sense where like, even horrible crimes are just an interruption to like the wheels of society. Um, Sounds pretty Russian. I also might need Seth some help huh? on like uh soviet bureaucratic details oh um, uh, get yeah. ready for way more details than you wanted <laughs> i wish i didn't say that uh, okay so um also uh it's what obviously we won't get this from like just the very beginning but it's um this movie is set before world war ii okay. mm. so like during um, like after the 1917 revolution or uh. correct so let's say like late twenties, early thirties, something yeah, like that. Yeah, so that's that. just right in the like restructuring that Lennon was putting in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, Richard Harris is a former army officer who is now a member of the police force, and we learn that he's being sent to this uh, Siberian outpost to investigate, and we're going to be following him. So he's a member of the uh, Cheka. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you. That's what okay. I was hoping for. Um, we get a sense of his living quarters as this mostly empty space, uh, save for his books and a few pieces of furniture, like a bed in the corner, a small table that would barely be big enough for two people uh, with a set of chairs and the open case file on the table. This is the perfect uh, early Soviet apartment. Let's be honest. Yeah, the, the aesthetic is dead on, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. Um. He has no remaining connections to the world beyond his work. Um, he's also very, and I don't know if this is like a little anachronistic, but he's a party man that believes his work will set him yeah. free. I mean, it's largely accurate. I, I, I could get on that. Okay. Um, when he arrives in this town, he's going to meet Robert Hardy, who played Cornelius mm -hmm. Fudge. So we're going to stick him with being like the lead Soviet boy of the town, but he's just like so incredibly incompetent. Oh my God. Um, but he's very... So, so you're basically writing every Soviet satire that came in, in that was that was written in like the 1970s. Well, great. I am, I'm in good company uh, then. The, um... the Extraordinary Adventures of Private Ivan Chonkin really comes to mind the way that you're describing it right now. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, All those... fellas. This is, this is how it's going to be, this app. Yeah. All those Chonkin heads out there I, I think we just saw gave a, a fist pump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... Nobody has read The Extraordinary Adventures of Ivan Chonkin, but it is a very, very good satirical novel. A little girl rides a bear around an empty, uh, like a giant weird shit thing that they're building. It's cool. Sounds Russian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Robert Hardy is is the head bureaucrat, but he's incredibly incompetent. But he's very good at towing the party line. Um, yep. We're also gonna meet. <laughs> we're also gonna meet Elizabeth Spriggs and her family. Mm -hmm. She is kind of famous in the village because she was actually involved in the revolution. And legend has it that she knew Lenin and all this. Ooh. So like she she uses she uses this kind of like historical clout to we'll get a sense throughout the movie. She's like the shadow shadow running the whole village, um, partially because of Hardy's ineptitude. Um mm -hmm. But she, but as we we know more about her through the movie, we'll see that she's like doing it because she's able to carve out like 
a very comfortable life for her family, um, much more so than the rest of her comrades. Oh boy, so you're doing such a good job <laughs> of writing a Soviet she's, satire right now. <laughs> so she's really good at politicking uh, and indulging in some behind-the-scenes dealings. Um, I'm losing my mind, makes... by the way, because this is wonderful. <laughs> And and all of these things are going to, like, throughout the movie, make the worn-out idealist Richard Harris very suspicious of her. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, we're also going to meet Julia Ormond, who is one of the inspectors in town, and she's going to be helping Richard. Uh, and she is incredibly capable. And during the middle bits of the movie, we're definitely going to get the sense that this crime will only be solved uh, because both of them are working on it, supplementing each other. Like, I don't know if you guys yep. ever seen Insomnia. It's kind of yep. like that relationship. I get that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not like a, a brand new thing, but this trope of like young cop, old cop. Mm-hmm. like Right. You know, so like experience uh, different... and then like creativity going together to, exactly. to solve yeah. crimes. Yeah. Like baby uh, legs, and most of and that, whatever the other one was, that thing from Rick and yeah, Morty, I can't yeah, anymore. yeah. <laughs> um, it, so most of that stuff, unfortunately, is in the middle of the movie, and I didn't bother to write the middle, but oh. just it's a procedural. Oh, wait, yeah, really? You didn't, you didn't write the middle of this movie? You just wrote right. a uh, one of our conclusion. I don't. Wait, yeah, that's so counter to what we always do. <laughs> I, I, it's just, it's just flabbergasting. Where do I think I am? Faking movies? <laughs> God. Yeah. Um, so when we meet all these people, and specifically when we meet Julia, uh, we're going to learn about the murders that he's been sent to investigate. Mm-hmm. Um, so the murder is being called the Barber of Siberia, and it's a bit of gallows humor mm-hmm. because the killer only takes a little off the top. Yeah. Um, the killer has been scalping people and then letting them die of shock and exposure and sure. blood loss yeah. just out out in the elements um and like an animal attacks i assume at some point will it know. would have to be um, you could very much live from scalping just unpleasantly i think yeah well i mean like in the middle of siberia in the middle of the night oh, it's like, probably whatever, like yeah. if it's winter you'll definitely freeze to death from exposure yeah, yeah. and so let's say with that in mind there's a sequence where they like find someone before they're dead but they aren't able to get Ooh. it like it's this really upsetting a, like a, traumatic bloomers from the fly kill me yeah yeah uh-huh. yeah more or less <laughs> um so uh, we're going to learn uh, from the procedural bits of the movie that the killer appears to have like what they're calling a barber shop where the scalping is done and then the killer will move the bodies around. So it's all being done in one place. Oh. And maybe he's like like an, a medieval barber also bleeding them a bit to make sure <laughs> that they don't get away. That's, um, that's a really interesting detail. Um, mm. good, good on you for uh, adding that crazy <laughs> serial killer bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so most of the middle of the movie is detective work and building human connections between Richard and Julia. There will be no romantic subplots. Yes. Good on you. Good on you. Uh, but this is when we start to get clues and fill in the gaps and see Richard butting heads against the bureaucracy that he's always been a part of and has always had faith in. Uh, so he's being really shaken while not like his character is not shaken at all by the crimes at this point. These are just like everyday occurrences to him, but now he's being shaken because out here he's uh, away from the central focus of the bureaucracy. He's really finally noticing the corruption and, and the way that people are, are, uh, right. You know, 
exploiting each right, other little in princes of well, their own well, little little kingdoms mm-hmm. and, and how yeah. you know the powerful are exploiting the workers despite all of the aspersions otherwise right exactly sure. um mm, so we'll skip, <laughs> we'll skip over those bits but assume that we're going to meet more villagers and there'll be suspects mm-hmm. sure, and whatnot sure. sprinkled in there and some more murders like we talked about and uh crime scenes uh but all the crime scenes are always going to be shot in that very mundane washed out mm-hmm. manner just like um so then we're gonna, I'm gonna skip keep, to the to the resolution yeah, of the movie that, now which is very suspicious what you, you keep say mentioning how washed out everything is it's true it's true Oh, that's that's. Oh, not, it's just uh, it's just your stylistic choice. All right, purely style. Yeah. All yeah. right. Mm-hmm. I thought there was some kind of plot reason, but all right. Oh, uh, well, maybe tell me if there is, and I didn't notice it. Um, <laughs> Understood. So the resolution of the movie: um, Harris has tracked the killer to a remote hut outside of town. Uh, it's candle lit. It's very nearly sepia toned. Like the whole movie's washed out, but this is like even more mm-hmm. like a photograph. Like so, he's even more right. detached, you know. Uh, and he comes upon the killer in the act. Uh, it doesn't matter who it is. It's just some townsperson that we've oh, met. Okay. Um, he he draws his gun, and he sees that the killer is a young man, no more than like thirteen, Fuck. but he's clearly very strong like he's large he's a very he's a big old soviet boy um and the audience and richard uh recognizes him as the grandson of elizabeth spriggs so which who we've met earlier in the movie when we meet her family and all this um so harris is attempting to talk the young boy down but it's clear that he's not going to stop Mm -hmm. and when he realizes that it's hopeless uh he shoots him several times in Mm -hmm. the chest um as the body falls Elizabeth Spriggs enters from outside. She knew the whole time that it was her grandson. Mm-hmm. She was just protecting yep, him. Yep, yep. And then in her rage and 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 rem- like just yeah. fury and 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 sadness, she picks up the knife and turns to attack Harris, who shoots her as well. Yep. Uh, and that's just as Julia enters to see the carnage and see what happened. Yep. So uh, we then fade out from that scene. And we fade back into some sort of like metal ceremony where Julia and Richard are being decorated for their service in the matter. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, just all the camera tricks draw us into Richard's eyes. Um, they're never really going to be center framed or anything like that. But just continually the way the scenes are shot, all we can kind of pay attention to are his eyes. Uh, and he is a famous theater guy. On top of being a movie actor, For sure, sure, sure. Uh, he knows how to like emote with his face really well. Um, just watch any of his movies, and yeah, you, even you could see even this clearly, under yeah. like at least two or three centimeters of pancake makeup from being in stage makeup. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll get like you know the handshakes and the pats on the back and the half smiles, but like even as he's doing all of this, his eyes are just totally empty. Uh, we're then going to cut to the apartment from the beginning of the movie, Richard's apartment. Uh, we're going to see a very static shot uh, of his small table with an empty chair next to it and a mostly empty bottle of vodka on the table and a mostly empty glass next mm-hmm. to it and the case file from the beginning, except now it's closed. And then we pan over to the other side of the room and we see Richard standing on the missing chair, placing a noose around his neck. Yeah. And we 
move to a real intense close-up on his eyes, and they're still totally empty. And then we hear the clatter of the chair hitting the ground, and we can hear this struggled breathing just over all of the other sounds in the room. Uh, and we hold on it for much longer than you comfortably should. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, and this shot is just being held static on his eyes, which are just never changing, just completely empty eyes. Uh, And they're still empty when the last bit of noise stops. And then we cut to black after watching those eyes never change as he slowly strangled to death. I'm gonna need a cold shower after that one. God Good damn it, Lee! <laughs> you, you and you're like so that was the barber Siberia, boy. Uh, your goddamn final scene, like the way <laughs> that you can just do a final scene every time. You're just so oh, god damn you. It's true, and the aesthetic. I feel like we often mostly focus on plot, but you did a lot of like actual aesthetic yeah, you stuff did, in this. You one. did a lot of uh, a lot yeah. of setup in that regard. Yeah, that's good. That was I mean, very good. tragic, but great. Yeah. Well, yeah. well I mean, that's uh, that's you know, Russian literature in general. Russian in general. That yeah. that that actually was really really on point in terms of being like a very very Russian story. Like, yeah. I I watched Anna Karenina a few weeks ago on Netflix. <laughs> I think I'm <laughs> wait aware. Zone, so. which which version the the uh, the Kira Knightley one. one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was really it's, pretty. It's very pretty, but that was a Boz Lerman, I believe. No, no. Um, <laughs> I thought I thought he did I like don't some kind of. I don't like, remember crazy. who it is. No, Boslerman has been purported to want to do an Anna Karenina uh, cover. But... Yeah, I don't know why he. It already got made. It's the one with Kira yeah. Knightley. And, too soon. Yeah. Too soon. Yeah. Also, Boz. <laughs> Ugh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, so that's, that was that's very... my that's my job interview. Um, so now <laughs> in the post uh, post virus wasteland, we need storytellers oh, more than ever. It's true. It's true. Uh, so it is thematic given the the times. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> boy. Oh boy. That was that was good. I liked it, and I liked it how depressing good. it was because that's a quite, thing that I affecting. appreciate. Otherwise, I yeah. wouldn't have gotten a degree in that stupid. Kind of <laughs> <literature>. <laughs> sure enough. Right. So, tell me about the real okay, movie. Yeah, so, you got that I'm deb- So, uh first first it's a lighthearted farce. <laughs> first Boy, if only. Um so first off, I'll preface this this is a yeah, this is a a Russian made film. Um oh, weird. this was oh, yeah. this was made in 1998 and it was uh at Oh, less weird. At the time okay. it was the the most expensive film that Russia nor the Soviet Union had ever made. Yep. I, I the don't Russian remember the James Cameron. I don't remember and and that changed in 2009 where they made a way more expensive film, but um yeah, the 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 original name of this is Sibirsky Tsiryolnik, uh, but uh that's neither here nor there. Um it, does it translate to the barber more of or Siberia? Less, yeah. <laughs> Well, it, okay, it is cool. also notable that, uh, Seth, I think you were right when you said to me that about 70% of this movie is in English. Yes. Uh, this so movie... it's a bit confusing that this is a Russian-made movie, even though Julia Ormond and whatnot. Yeah, like... so it does have Julia Ormond yeah. and Richard Harris. Well, Julia Ormond is French, I believe. So um... I thought she was American or British. Yeah. I don't know. I could be wrong. But... Um, Keep talking. Julia Ormond was born in, in Britain. 
But um, oh. uh, there is a majority of English in this, notably. Yeah. yeah. So this movie, yeah, a whole bunch of it was in English, and it was submitted for the the Russian the Russian submission in 1998 for the foreign language Oscar. Oh. It was disqualified, I think, largely because most of the dialogue is in English. Oh, that's an actual criteria. I mean, I guess that kind of makes mean, sense. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's and it keeps changing, and it's actually changed again very recently to just any internationally uh, financed and produced film. That makes a lot more sense. I would Precisely. Think, yeah. So the sure. uh, mm-hmm. with with all of that preface out of the way, the IMDb <laughs> one sentence summary is: At the turn of the century, a young Russian cadet falls in love with an American beauty, endangering his career and even their lives. Which uh, I don't uh, think is really okay. So is it? It's like a a, a pre World War One romance between star-crossed lovers in war-torn Europe. Yeah. Like, so I mean, uh, this this loosely yeah. follows some some Barbara Seville, some Marriage of Figaro sort of tones, and that yeah, is I very mean, central I mean, to the point or to to the plot because of a bunch of other crazy bullshit. But um. It does take place in like 1908 or something, right? It is it is like a decade before World War 1. Mm, it's a little before that because it was oh, okay. as far as I can remember it was Alexander the 3rd uh yes. and the young Sarovich Nikolai was still quite a young boy. Oh, so yeah, I, like I would I would say seven. 1890s or maybe oh. even 1880s. Okay. Uh sure. at least according to the way that I and I remember uh the 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 line of succession uh i would anticipate that because uh, actually it would be 1870s because i remember specifically in the film they talk about the assassination on alexander the second which occurred Mm -hmm. in the early 1870s and there's there's a bunch of really fascinating stuff about alexander the second but they're not movie related so let's move on (laughs) <laughs> I say lots of local color going on. In this yeah, one, no, baby. I'm real. I'm real sorry, fellas, but we got a Russian movie, and this is my. Yeah, no, I say this is your this is your area of expertise. I... If our movie was about RoboCop, I would be talking <laughs> about this too. Like, um, I will say that it was fun that this was Russian made because the. Uh, oftentimes when like you know uh, an American makes a movie about a foreign thing, all the history is kind of like blurry it's like uh they did their best to approximate the things that happened but it felt very you do, true you hit fact. the things that that you know your audience is familiar right. with and, right. and so yeah, yeah. Uh, little bits of this do take place in the states and those bits are very very fuzzy like, uh, yes fu- true, true fuzzy yeah. and weird and stupid yeah, and then yeah. the Russian Did, bits are... So I know how we could date this. Is there anyone saying that uh, Dewey defeated... Uh, uh, or Hayes... That uh, Tilden defeated Hayes in this movie? <laughs> like, we can... That's 1876. We know it it's right true. there. I don't think we, we got that. that deep into it. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... So Gore Vidal isn't running around with a new novel that he oh, wrote. Gore then. Vidal. Not um, to my anyway. knowledge. Anyway. Um, do you want so a little bit? That little... was. I'm sorry to everyone. That was a terrible. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> just... this, this this whole episode is going to be deviations, and I apologize. But here turns we go. out this whole movie is deviations, uh, so it fits. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, Lee, you want we were... a bit longer summary? I... 
yeah, if you can kind of just, you know, uh, give me the greatest hits of the movie, that'd be nice. Yes, absolutely. And notably, it leaves out the most important part, like the the titular entity, which is the Barber of Siberia. Right, right. Which we will get into. The Barber of Siberia is not mentioned in the plot summary at all. So (laughs) Um, there we go. So I I cribbed this directly from Wikipedia because for once it was weirdly uh, short. And also, Seth and I talked a lot about this. The movie jumps all over the place. Mm-hmm. And there's like it is sequential in a temporal sense, but, but it's also uh, in media rest. Like there's a yeah, lot of other crazy it jumps crap around without any warning, and yeah. So anyway, but here uh, we go. We'll give it our best go. shot. We will. So Jane Callahan, uh, who's Julia Ormond, the main character, uh, is a go. beautiful American lady. Uh, mm-hmm. Writes to her son, a cadet uh, at a famous military academy, about a long kept secret. 20 is it west point no it's clearly on the california coast but yeah um... it's somewhere on the coast and it's Uh. it wasn't clear to me immediately that we were in different timelines because she's narrating this letter and then i yeah yeah that was that was the biggest difficulty in in watching this even when i watched the first time uh uh, 15 years ago like it's it's hard to figure out what timelines are which if you're unfamiliar with like the the garb and yeah yeah. who's who yep very Very russian thing to do let's be honest yeah. <laughs> um, 20 years ago, she arrived in Russia to assist Douglas McCracken, Richard Harris, uh-huh. uh, an obsessive engineer who needs who, who needs the Grand Duke Alexei Alexandrovich, uh, mm-hmm. his patronage, to sponsor his invention, a massive machine to harvest the forests. This is the barber. That's our barber of Siberia. Of Siberia. <laughs> okay but cuts down all the trees but richard harris sure sure sure. it takes a little off the top it it actually does yes yeah and richard harris is clearly like the crazy adventure trope or an inventor trope like he's like very eccentric and all over the place and is this this is a this movie has moments of like uh, goofiness like uh the love story for instance they're very playful and whatever but Mm -hmm. richard harris almost doesn't fit in this movie because he's like doc brown from fucking back to the future yeah he's just completely out of his fucking mind (laughs) yeah no it's very weird yeah um on her travels she meets two men who would change her life forever a handsome young cadet andre tolstoy uh who is oleg menchikov oleg uh, menchikov yeah did he's not give a, you, but is arguably the other main character. He's a very, very famous Russian actor. He and he and okay. he works with this director reasonably often. Uh, this this director Nikita Mikhailov uh, has won a number of Oscars. He's very, very famous. Oh, sure. Um, with whom she shares a fondness for opera and the powerful General Radloy, who is entranced by her beauty and wants to marry her. Mm-hmm. Tolstoy. I mean, who wouldn't? Oh, Red Love. All of these words are underlined as typos, so I don't know anything that goes below. His name is Red Love. Tolstoy and Red Love, much to the surprise and indignation of the latter, become rivals for Jane's love. So Red Love is like her. I'm sorry. I might have spaced out. As in Leo Tolstoy, or no? They make that joke about six thousand times. Yeah, they make that joke a lot. Tolstoy. Tolstoy in Russian means fat. Or or chubby oh. rather. Oh, oh. Uh, something oh. that is Tolstoy is uh, thick with two C's. Yeah, uh, one might say. 
dummy thick one, one might say, say but uh it, it mostly told uh, like you can have like a tolstoy tree or you could have like oh, a tolstoy okay. person but it, it basically just means thick yeah uh-huh. Interesting. So, uh, the, the conceit is the young cadet has no power, but is like gorgeous and also her age and charismatic. And the general has all the power and is old and fat and weird. Yeah, you know. And like she has to woo him because you know how life works. Yep. In Especially in 1870. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So they're competing for her love. She confides a deep secret to Tolstoy, uh, promises to marry him, and together they spend a passionate night of love. Yes. But later, he overhears Jane denying her interest in him to the general in order to win the general's favor and be granted an audience with the Grand Duke. Right. Because she's in with the guy who's making the barber machine thing and has right. to like, play the game. Yeah, so it turns out that Julia Orman is a like hired... She's a prostitute, more or less. And she is she's hired... Like a- She's like a charm prostitute. Like a courtesan. Yeah, yeah she's, she's like a she's charm there prostitute. to like show and dance the whole so thing. So she was hired by Richard Harris specifically to get into the inner circles of the upper echelon of Russian power in order to get them to give him money. Right? Yeah. So uh. her whole thing is that she is extremely charming and extremely yeah. like good at weaseling her way into things. The problem is, is that she met she met Andrei Tolstoy, and oh, she fell and in she, love. She for fell real. in love for real, which is a Got very yeah. cliche, stupid ass trope. But it is the central point of this movie. You never, you never kiss. You never kiss. I know. Yeah. You're such a poly. She's such a poly. I know, right? <laughs> I don't know. Like, it. It is a weird, obvious trope, but man, it like drives uh, we should also it mention this work. movie is what two hours and 50 minutes long it's it a is long ass fucking movie that <laughs> yeah. i made zach watch. you know what you say that but last night i watched interstellar and my fair lady and both of those uh, movies are like three yeah, hours sure, long sure. so like i mean know, eh. i i made zach watch a movie that is almost three hours long and also like in a foreign Not language entirely yeah. in English. No, completely out of, of my comfort Russian. wheelhouse yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, speaking of which, Seth, Come and See is on Criterion oh, right no. now. Do you know what? Have you ever <laughs> seen Come and See? No, but I'm going to watch it tomorrow. Oh, no. Oh, well, no. I, as we mentioned, in quarantine end times, the... The attention span frame of reference is completely off kilter. Like <laughs> Lee, I will tell you right now, ED and Smothery is a very, very good movie, but oh boy, you're gonna be wrecked. Oh, I've seen still images yeah, from it. I you am are, not... you are <laughs> absolutely gonna be wrecked by this. This was a movie I'm hiding the knives, that baby. With, like <laughs> me being a like a a weirdo, like I was wrecked by it. Oh mm. man, dude. Get ready. Get ready for the Thunderdome of emotions. (laughs) Yikes. Anyway. Uh, Yeah. All right. So we're we're at this like uh, sort of turning point in the movie where uh, actual love finds out that she's sort of got weird intentions. Mm -hmm. Um, Distraught, Tolstoy attacks the general. Cruel intentions, one might say. I would Really cruel. uh... Like, I wouldn't (laughs) say that. Thanks for the burp. Um, (laughs) Moving Uh, on. Distraught, Tolstoy attacks the general who arrests uh, his young rival on false charges and banishes him to Siberia, 
to seven years of hard labor and a further five years of exile. Which is pretty That's common. where the summary Oof. ends, and yet it doesn't cover the actual end of the movie, yeah, which is true. very there's a, there's critical. still maybe 40 <laughs> minutes of this movie. Yeah. And, like, the love getting together, not getting together. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess let's just cover it. Like, so she uh, sees this happen to Tolstoy and is, like, obviously upset about it, but still has to, like, stay the mission for the Barbara Siberia thing. Mm-hmm. She um, marries the guy who invented it, Richard Harris, not the general. who yep. was, like, 40 years her senior. Only because her eventual goal is to like go out to Siberia and fucking find this guy. Yeah, that is, she find knows Andre. Andre. Yeah, so she goes out. Uh, she like rides off into the distance when everybody's distracted by the actual Barbara of Siberia unveiling, which Seth has screen caps of and is oh, fucking yeah, lunacy. It is so good. <laughs> it's, it's incoming. And she rides wait, out. Wait. It, it's wild. She rides out to this prison camp, goes into this guy's house, and like the house is appears to be empty. Turns out his wife and children are there, but they're hiding. His so wife, she, like, who was his housekeeper when he still lived in Moscow. Yeah. And who Which, was very much in love with him, but he was sort of not interested in it at uh-huh. the time. Yeah. Um, R- Richard wow, Harris is wearing so. like a goddamn crazy-ass armor suit. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a, a knife. I, I literally like said this is Flash Gordon for like three minutes of this movie. It yeah. is wild, this thing. And there's I can see yeah, why. It's it does not fit the tone of the movie in any way. Yeah, no, this is a clear, <laughs> insane tonal shift. Yeah. So she Love those. <laughs> Me too. She is in his house and like looking at these pictures and realizing he has a family and that he's moved on and whatever. And so she basically like resolves this isn't going to work out. So she gets back on her carriage and rides off into the distance. And then it flips and we go to his perspective. He was hunting in the woods and he saw her like go and then ride off. And it's this like they just barely miss each other by like a minute. Yeah. And so he's just like sad forever. And then she goes off and. Has this kid sliding doors, baby? Yeah, it's it's like it's exactly the sad kind of ending that your movie had, where you're just right. Like, oh, and and no. the frame narrative, <laughs> of course, is that like it starts with this unnamed never you never see his face until the very very end of the movie. Her yeah. son, uh, who is by Richard Harris, I guess. No, presumably? no, oh, nope. Is the reveal that the son looks oh, like the, the son is identical to Oleg Menshikov. Uh, the, the, so we start the movie with the son like objecting to his drill sergeant, complaining oh, about the so fact good. that he has like a, a photo of Mozart up in his in his like shitty dorm or whatever. The drill sergeant <laughs> well, is like, oh, I don't give a shit about Mozart. And well, uh, first, first he's, he looks at a picture of Mozart and he goes, hey, you can't hang up pictures of your girlfriends in here. Right. <laughs> Somebody goes, uh, that's Mozart. <laughs> yeah. And then his whole it like it starts this whole like weird, random interstitial and frame narrative of the 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 son. We later learn at the very end, we learn being like, no, Mozart is a great composer and he's very, very important to me. Um, and he's an important composer and you should know him and like the the drill sergeant and the son are constantly like at odds for instance the son has to wear a gas mask while he's doing all of his his physical training because the the drill sergeant declared 
every person must say, I don't give a shit about Mozart, or they're not allowed to take off their gas masks. Well, he so never he, does. He wears it, so... it for like three months. Yeah, for like, <laughs> like three night and day. <laughs> for like three goddamn months. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. And this is how the movie gets around us not seeing precisely face. until the very, very end. Uh, yeah. The Mozart draw-in, of course, is that because we live in mid nineteenth century uh, Russian everything, the cadets, which which Oleg Menshikov is. Um, have to perform plays all the time for rich people, and so, so much of this movie is dancing and stage plays. Yeah, like, right. Half, it's like half of this three-hour movie is dancing. It's like super handsome Russia, Russian ballet dancers like having to perform for us all, which so good. And there are a lot of fun goofs in that regard. And oh, yeah. there's a lot of uh horsing around with the the boys, the cadets. Yeah, there's a lot of. Ooh, well, sounds pretty good yeah, to me, right? Um, but they're performing. <laughs> I don't know what that was. They're performing the uh, the Marriage of Figaro. So, like, it's okay. the, the the of course the Mozart, not not the later version by Rossini, uh, the the Barber of Siberia, which was not uh, was not nearly as popular nor as, but it's the one we all know. So there's like a weird, there's like a weird verbal disconnect between them performing the marriage for Figaro and never actually saying that it's the Barber of Siberia, yeah. and all of this other stupid bullshit. Well, there's this obvious like parallel stubbornness between the son and the father too, where they're both right. like always acting out and getting in trouble. And right, yeah. it, it was very foreshadowed in hindsight, but I didn't put it together until the end. So, yeah. did you gasp? No, I think mm. once once you sort of. Towards the end, you start going like, "Oh, okay, there it is." Yeah, it, it, it was, also it cool. is it two hours and fifty minutes long, so they like, give you a lot of time to really <laughs> mull it over. Much it's like yeah. they do a full ballet in the middle. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. every Russian novel, they give you a lot of time to figure it out. Shall we say? I my <laughs> first comment was. Uh, about 30 entire minutes of this movie centers around how slippery a floor is. Oh, yeah, that's true. In one of these palaces. That's they true. They spend time waxing it, and then that takes like 15 fucking minutes. It sure and does. Then there's 15 minutes of a piano sliding around. It's like a fucking Monty Python sketch. It is lunacy. Yeah. It makes no goddamn Ooh. sense. This movie... Maybe I should rediscover my love for Monty Python <laughs> while we're all locked in. That's true. Yeah, maybe. Uh... Yeah. I would also have to figure out how to build a time machine and become 14 again. Yeah. I never liked it, but I have heard from people it does not hold up when you are of age. Yeah. Uh, life. I believe that I would still really enjoy Meaning of Life, life and Life of Brian. Life of Brian is still but, sure. you know. pretty good. I watched, it, I watched it maybe a couple of months ago, and it was, all, it was solid. Yeah. Um, so there's Th- a... this movie suffers from under-editing, though, for sure. Like, there are literally 30 minutes about the slip and, 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 and it could have been, like, seven for and sure. that is a problem yeah. that Nikita Mikhail called. Really, the slippery floor could have done with seven minutes. I'm <laughs> being conservative. It could have done 30 seconds. Like, yeah, I don't, but like 30 <laughs> minutes is too It, it shows long. how like lighthearted and fancy free Alexei is, but then, you it know. It is true. Mm. I, I, I am criticizing needlessly. Like, I was not bored during any of it. It's just after the fact I recognized like, god damn, that took a long time. Right, so it's like yeah. every okay. single piece of Russian literature where you're like, sure, sure. You know, in hindsight, this journey could have... I didn't really need his theories on farming. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. so you're talking specifically about... Uh, Anna, Anna Karenina. Karenina yeah. 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 Leo <laughs> yeah. Tolstoy notoriously had 
three different novels that he shuffled together to turn into that novel because uh, he had his. Oh, I was not aware. Of that. Well, That's it was more or less two and a half novels, two and a half separate novels. But yeah, he uh, shuffled them together. Anyway, crazy stuff in this movie. Zach, was there anything absolutely bizonker, wild in this movie? I have many things, yes. Yeah, uh, let's talk about so, them, well, shall we? For starters, in a meta sense, um, I think I assumed that this was just like Russian styling in general, but everyone basically plays a caricature of what their normal character would be. Uh-huh. Yep. Like everybody dials it up to fifteen when it could have been like a seven or an eight. That's a very that's a very Russian way to do things. Absolutely. Okay. Like especially our main guy Tolstoy, he is just like. A, literally a Looney Tunes character. It mm-hmm. is wild. But I will say... Oh, I just watched uh, Space Jam again the other day. Sure. There's a lot of Looney Tunes characters. They're in famously, yes. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody... I'm, I'm scared to death. I put on fucking Space Jam. What do you want from me? Need a cheap, good time. Yeah. Um, I will say, however, I didn't... I did not hate this. I I grew to love it almost immediately. Yeah. Because it's very endearing. Like, none of the characters come off as, like, caricature fake. It's, like, caricature genuine. Yeah. Um, And so, like, like, it it somehow worked quite well. Yeah. Like, it's it's really, and, 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 like, I mean, not to to keep harping on it, but that's a very, very Russian literature trope. Is no, that you? Sense, yeah. Is that you have characters that embody certain personality traits, but everybody knows them, and everybody like yeah. recognizes it's relatable that they have a friend who is yeah. basically you know that jackass who's always horny, <laughs> or that jackass sure, sure. who's like way more into the chicks than he should be. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a this is not just a no. A it certainly is thing. not. This, this is like is... I mean. Commedia dell'arte is based Precisely. on and there's stock a lot. Like, there's a lot of different types of of art based on stock characters, including opera. Precisely. Like so the barber. So that's of why Seville. I'm saying yeah. that this does a very very good job of that sort of art. There, um, yeah. of making a stock character seem alive in a right. film. There, there right. is a middle ground. It, like, I mean, this is technically satire, I guess, but like, you can go way over the top, or you can do it too subtle, where it's just like that guy's acting weird. This was like perfectly in the middle, where you were like, yeah. it is over the top, but I still like buy yeah. it as a human being. You can do satire too subtle, like in Starship Troopers. <laughs> <laughs> it turns well, out we found that... out empirically this weekend. Yes, yeah. It turns out <laughs> yeah. that people don't get that Starship Troopers is a satire, which is insane. Well, that people didn't get. Sure. I mean, I think everybody gets. We said it, now, it straight. Yeah, for sure. Well, oh I hope. God. Mm-hmm. Um, um, there, there is one obvious thing that we need to talk about for between forty-five and fifty-five minutes. But yes. Um, oh, perfect. Everybody's yep. home. Exactly. So yeah, Nothing but time. To- or not. Or everybody's at work again. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. good too. Fingers crossed. Either <laughs> way, welcome to hell. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. um, before we get to that, uh, the one thing that I loved that came up over and over and over again. The punishment for these cadets when they fucked up was this crane thing where they have to stand like a crane on one leg with oh, one yeah. leg up and then go, uh-huh. Kaka! And then they wait 30 seconds and there's always a guy around with a marching band bass drum and he hits the bass drum and then they like, they ballpoint change and spin around and switch legs. <laughs> and this was the punishment for these cadets. And it happens so know, 15 often. times it like... happens so often every time a cadet fucks up they have to do yeah. cranes 
It's such a this good is, punishment. This is madness. Yeah. This is madness. <laughs> yeah, it's, it. it's very, very fun and it doesn't make any fun. sense. And uh, honestly, it's just strengthening your legs. So, like, good on you. Yes. Yeah, it, right. It, it yeah, serves and, both and purposes. Much like, much like madness, it's one step beyond. Sure. Okay. In the mouth of? I don't, Second I don't wave, know. baby. <laughs> sure is. Good job. Um, Seth, I assume... Well, we'll get to the Barber of Siberia scene at the end, but I assume you're talking about the uh, Maslanitsa scene. Maslanitsa, my favorite Absolute thing. pinnacle of this movie. <laughs> it happens about at almost exactly the halfway point. Yeah. So, And there's a lot of boring before it. It's a lot of like exposition before it, and this really dug me out of that, like, oh, this is a slog thing. Yeah, Yeah. so, so what this scene is, is Maslanitsa also called Shrovetide. Also, it's essentially the Russian version of Mardi Gras. Yeah. Oh, and, cold. <laughs> and, and this is a scene back... This is the one where they eat all the blinis? Indeed. Lots of blinly. Uh, <laughs> I knew the, it. I knew it. Maslanitsa means, like, uh, more or less day of butter. Like, butter or oil. The word for butter is masla. It's um, it's right before Lent, right? Is the whole thing? It is literally Mardi Gras, and that's it. Is it's like, yeah, go so fucking it's, wild, and then so don't. you go crazy just before you have to go do Greater Lent, not even regular Lent, but you do the the oh. sixty day Lent of Russian Ugh. Orthodoxy, which is <laughs> pain yeah. for pleasure. These Russians, Oof. yeah, and and Greater <laughs> and uh, uh, in in Greater Post, you also do not eat any meat product at all. Or consume any milk product at all. So you essentially become vegan. In uh, Russia. In Russia. So you just eat borscht, but without the sour cream? <laughs> without sour cream, and your stock cannot uh, be made with meat. But that's so. It's hard to be vegan. It's hard to be vegan. It's hard to be <laughs> vegan in Russia. Oi. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> um, yeah, so so you eat a lot of barley, you eat a lot of mushrooms, uh, not fun mm-hmm. kind, but regular mm. styles. <laughs> Um. Uh, anyway, so, but but oh, but, but but this this scene I used to use when I used to teach Russian culture at at university long ago. Yeah. Uh, honestly, that was like ten years ago. <laughs> but it's a yeah. good example of what this festival is actually like. Because, for instance, how really? about how about that? How about yeah? Oh yeah! It's it's <laughs> oh my! It's still like that. Lack uh, or Zach? How about that? Um, how about that scene where they're on a frozen lake and everybody is wearing coats and they and they square up? What do you yeah. What do you remember about that? Um, it's it's like a it's like an old school Slipknot mosh pit where everybody spreads out and then like at the beginning of the breakdown they're like go and then they all rip their coats off and then smash each other in the middle of the lake. It's and then you just crazy. I have been in these yeah, yeah. things yeah. before. I am aware. Yeah, of these. But this so, one yeah. was like way more violent than any actual real life one that I've ever seen. Yeah, so so <laughs> you 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 punch each other. You so you rip your clothes off and you go yeah. run onto a frozen field or a frozen lake actually and then you just beat the living shit out of each other but the thing is yeah. that you never have the ability to get any leverage so be- oh cuz be- it's slippery cuz it's, so it's so slippery so you're just kind of like just like that damn floor just 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 like that slipknot floor yeah right <laughs> um they butter but up. <laughs> but the whole point is that you punch a bunch of people and then you ask for forgiveness Right, and it's so uh, you absolve yourself. Nice. Oh, it's a mini purge. Right, okay. more or less, yeah. it is a mini purge, which is a really interesting sort of situation, right? Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, it was fucking wild. Um, there was a lot of that. There was a bear that was drinking a lot of vodka. And um, then the general starts drinking a bunch of general. The general Ramoth, has who's a in love bit with Julia Ormond. Just yeah. just takes a full half pint glass of vodka and just chugs it. Yeah, it's a good ten ounces, I'd say. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Well, and as soon as, this... as as soon as he starts drinking, all of the people that know him go, "Uh oh!" Like he's that guy. Yeah, and like, oh, and no. then he does it maybe five or six or ten times over the continuing scene, getting increasingly yep. angry. In fact, at this point, chasing a a yep. poor little person who yep. is pretending to be Napoleon. Uh, like doing like a play because it's the 1870s, so it's it's after the Napoleonic Wars, obviously. But sure, sure, you know sure. the Russians are still really proud of the fact that they could deflect Napoleon. Uh, he like decides that Napoleon is still alive and chases this poor little person who's just trying to make a living being an actor around, yep. claiming that he's gonna take him to the Tsar and and like get some kind of accolades and he's extremely <laughs> drunk and eventually passes out and the next morning napoleon is like hey here's here's some more vodka we're now in post <laughs> we're now in we're now in greater lent let's yep. forgive each other we're very hungover let's have another drink <laughs> That, yeah, and he it is it is a I, beautiful scene. It's, it's it is it is amazing. I think the the most fun part is um, as soon as it's found out that he is drinking, the general is drinking. What's the word that means bender? Zapoy. Yeah, it just like it, it's like telephone, a game of telephone that just like spider webs out from like the center of where he's drinking, yeah. and all the cadets are like, "Oh, he's on a bender." This is like a famous thing. They're like, "Now we all get to get fucked up. This is gonna be great." Hey, <laughs> right? Our commanding nice. officer is, is definitely yeah. Zapoy right now. So yeah, let's yeah. all also get Zapoy. Yep. Yep. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> right. So so with with the plot. Uh, uh, so here's the, here's the real bummer part of this movie. Uh, we haven't. Oh done, okay. yeah, no. Yeah. It is so long, Lee. It's, it's so a long. very very long movie, <laughs> and I recognize that we're really getting into the the nitty gritty, but like it's it's very interesting to me. Um, but Seth is you, Seth is all jizzed up about this movie. We got to be honest. <laughs> no, I mean, so my my comment was more along the lines of the all the bummers we've discussed was not the bummer oh, of the movie. Oh, definitely. Like, oh. Oh no! Well, the ending not is that... a huge bummer, but well, th- yeah, the ending has that unrequited love sort of situation. But there's like yeah. a bummer right smack dab in the center of this movie, and that is that. Um, so 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 we have we have the general right, the guy who was just extremely on a bender. He eventually thinks that Julie Ormond is more into him, and he proposes to her, but he doesn't speak English so well. And Julie Ormond does not speak Russian. (laughs) Oh, no. So the general is going towards Julie Ormond's house and sees our our favorite cadet and is like, hey, you speak English. Let's come with me. I'll be my translator. Oh, no. So (laughs) the general tries to propose he like brings photos of his deceased mother and his deceased father 
just so that that uh from like a spiritual sense they're able to witness and proposes and poor poor uh Oleg Menshikov is is translating all of this stuff and halfway through he's like no actually it's not he who loves you it's i i have loved you from the first moment i've ever seen you and like the general is like oh shit what are you doing you're not translating this right i know enough english to know that he's just barely picking it up yeah, yeah. he's just Ugh. barely picking it up and it's really well done right like yeah. it's it's yeah. it's exactly like the general like comprehends what's going on but doesn't fully understand it yeah um and uh, uh, Oleg Menshikov says, "Is like I love you. I want to marry you." And then he leaves. And then the general like packs up all of his shit and is like, "I'm sorry for wasting your time," and leaves. It's um, it's that turn though where you know what's coming after this. You know right. it's not gonna be good. <laughs> right? No, yeah. Oleg Menshikov is not gonna come out. Of oh this no, bad. because he's a jealous yeah. lover and all sorts of stuff. And and so like there's there's a couple of other notes before this, but then eventually Oleg Menshikov and uh, Julie Orman sleep together. Mm. Uh, but but she first is like trying to like seduce him like prostitute style she's like you know you just want me for my body and there's like a whole 10 to 15 minute scene of her trying to convince him to sleep with her in a purely physical sense yeah and him being like no i don't want to sleep you in a sleep with you in a purely physical sense i want i love you and like them having to reconcile the idea that she is so used to only loving somebody in a physical way and yeah. he doesn't want that. And then she opens up about all kinds of sexual abuse and all kinds of crazy, incredibly like dark, hard topics for a while. Is it is it coming across how scatterbrained this movie is? Yeah. <laughs> it is fucking all over the place. Yeah. And then <laughs> we have like a goof scene with of the marriage of Figaro where yep. like Oh good, good. They're yeah, just perfect. Like, yeah. Hanging oh, yeah, out, yeah. being goofy. Uh, and then we have like an incredibly harsh scene where Oleg Menshikov is getting increasingly angry because he sees Julie Orman and the general in the audience, and then he beats the general to like a bunch with a uh with with like with a, a uh, well, it's a cane, but it's a it's a a, a violin uh, bow oh, is sure. what he grabs, and he beats him with that, which would hurt like shit. And then yep. he gets he gets like essentially drummed out of the military, and they claim that he was trying to make an assassination attempt on a higher up, and he gets sent to Siberia, and like it, it like the the tonal shift between this all parts of this movie just are so drastic. And then, of it's course, wild. after this, we have Richard Harris wearing a weird, uh, weird, crazy armor suit. And then using a, 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 a dinosaur machine to cut yep. trees yep. down. So with all the uh, they're sort of like Mongolian esque people. Like, well, they're, yeah, yeah, they're the si- Siberian yeah. villagers, more or less, watching in horror as this happens. Literally running, screaming from this machine like, ah! <laughs> yeah, yeah it's no, it's, it's wild. But progress. And then, yeah. right after that, we have the heartbreaking scene where Julie Ormond finds out that Oleg Menshikov moved on, more or less, even though he didn't. Mm-hmm. But 
Not in his heart. But in, yeah, which is very, very clear in the way that they, they cut the film, but, you know. Oh, this movie is all over the place. I'm sorry a, for going on for so long, ride. guys, yeah. and being really dry about it. But like, it's, it's a it's like a good movie, but it's really hard to parse if you're not familiar. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like maybe it's about time to move on to. I ratings. think we're there. Yeah, yeah, Let's absolutely. All right. Well, uh, really quick, right before we do that, uh, we do want to take a sponsor oh. break. Um, just kidding. There's no economy left after. Uh, <laughs> We're in the no, end time. I hope that joke. Yeah, I hope that joke is is lighthearted <laughs> and not um, true. Uh, okay, so yeah, no, rate okay. this movie. Um, so the IMDb rating for this with the IMDb uh, rating for this with uh, eleven thousand and fifty votes. Oh, it's not a ton. Is a seven point eight, so it's Woo, girl. Oh, that's a that seems well it regarded. Is, it is, it is very yeah. regarded, well regarded insofar as like probably it's mostly rated by kids that had to do this when they were getting a Russian major, just like me. Uh, so like sense. in terms of other Russian films, like this is a well made film, and it was very very expensive. So anyway, there we go. Sure, Bob's your uh, uncle. Seth, you go first. What do you think? Okay, so I will do the original. Um, I like this movie a lot, obviously. Uh, it It is one of the better historical dramas that I can think of, especially coming out of Russia. And sure. this director, uh, Nikita Mikhailov, is very, very heavy-handed, and this is one of his more subtle films, and I, and I appreciate that. Are yeah, you right? sure? <laughs> oh, I am wow. sure. He has, he has a movie called huh. Burnt by the Sun, which did win an Oscar that is, oh my God, heavy-handed in terms of Stalinism. Uh, it's a very, very okay. good film, but it is even more of a bummer than this one. Oh, um, my. All right. <laughs> I, I think that I will just go with the imdb it is a it's a 7.8 like i really really like it and i am obviously tainted by the fact that it's russian heavy and it is foreign language about 30 percent of it is in russian even though more of it should be but it's a good movie (laughs) it's a good movie it 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 definitely lags but and it's a stone cold bummer everywhere (laughs) but i like it um so that's it 7.8 Lee, as for your 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 spinning uh, newspaper of murder in Siberia uh, <laughs> movie, that that I assume up. that's how your movie begins, is a spinning newspaper that says murder in Siberia. No, okay, <laughs> ah, okay. You go with I, that. Uh, I I wanted to make it. If, if if in the words of in the words of Shell Crow, if it makes you happy. Oh. Okay, we'll bring that back. <laughs> All right. Um, you, you just lost just some fractional crow earlier sure. today. Um, and just I like a fucking field day. <laughs> I like your referencing uh, the medieval medieval style of barber, of course, uh, bloodletting and all that sort of stuff. And um, yeah. how how accurately, despite not being familiar with it, you're doing Soviet satire from the 1970s. Like, oh man, sure enough, you're doing yeah. a spectacular job. I really really <laughs> like that. I'm also going to give you a 7.8. Damn. Okay. 
Okay. Oh, God, it's yeah. all up to me. All right. It's, I mean, and I also like how it's a Stone Cold Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> I, given the current, like, emotional climate, uh, I think it's... Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, would it surprise you to, to realize uh, my thought process for this movie was a murderer <laughs> named the Barber Siberia and the guy kills himself yeah. at the end. That was my, I worked backwards uh, from there. That sums yeah. up the general feel pretty well. you did such a spectacular job with describing that final scene as you often do in your movies yep. with your with your like Richard Harris juxtaposing yeah. everything. God damn it. God damn it, Lee. <laughs> You're so good at that. You get an eight. <laughs> oh! Hey! Edged oh. it out. Oh, call me the edge lord. <laughs> I won't. Uh, I, I, I won't, especially because you're wearing a jean vest right now and no shirt. No, it's a button-up denim yeah. shirt that the sleeves got all torn up and I had to cut off. Yeah, whatever you got to tell Lee, yourself. Lee, you right. are wearing... <laughs> I busted out of them with my uh. muscles. <laughs> You are wearing a goddamn jean vest that is not even buttoned up right now, so it's no. just like vaguely covering. It's partially it's vaguely buttoned. covering your nipples, and that's the best <laughs> you can say is that is a garment. So, like, sure, wow. Anyway, it like technically counts as a shirt. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the best uh, kind oh of shirt. <laughs> yes, in general. Technically, anyway, uh, good job, right. Lee. Good job. Yeah, yeah quite, that little bit good. was very, very. Like, the last bit was super poignant. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Also, you should Thank watch you. this movie. By the way, I think you'd like it. Oh, for sure, okay. you would love this. Yeah, yeah. This is your bag. Yeah. Um. Okay. OG. Uh. Yeah. I fully went into this thinking it was going to be terrible, mostly because Seth kept every time we talked about it. Seth's response would be like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh man, oh!" Like he was really <laughs> setting me up to be pissed off about this movie. Yeah, I'm friends with Seth. I understand that energy. <laughs> yep. And 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 Excellent. I knew it was like partially in Russian uh, subtitles, whatever. And, I would, and it also that it was fucking a, a year long. I will say, I genuinely liked this movie. Mm-hmm. It was quite good. Yeah. Um, I agree. The I, we talked a lot about it, but the juxtaposition of the goofs with the like actual crushing sadness and like real lifeness of the whole thing was very well done. Um, and a, a, very rarely does this happen where I watched the whole thing all fucking three hours of it and it didn't feel like a slog. Yeah, um, it carried surprisingly well despite these like like no scene is less than like. 11 minutes it's wild yeah right and it's all up on youtube uh on on it is. <laughs> one random user's uh private youtube stream yep. so is it the only video they have yeah well all right so it's Probably. it's on a bunch of different formats but this is the only stream that i could find through laborious effort that had english subtitles and not dubbing right for for all of it like it was either entirely dubbed into russian or it was like weird weird like polish dubbing or something so like yeah Yeah. it's best form for americans it's the version i found definitely yeah Hmm. um so i'll go like seven five on this uh it is honestly very good i I think lee you would definitely like it. yeah i think you'd be down for this and i think most people would like it is worth a watch it's Mm -hmm. quite good yeah i like this director I think he does a good job generally. Sure. 
Look! Look at us! Look at us! Like bringing world cinema to I the know. unwashed God, masses. So sophisticated. To all five of our listeners. That's right, Zach. I'm calling your sister <laughs> and my friend Will and Seth. Nope. Do you have any? Fr- no, nobody. Okay, Kevin. Unwashed. <laughs> you could take that to the bank. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. All of these people have been on the show, and I, I don't want them to hate me. <laughs> and they're more cultured than me, anyway. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, so we just cultured. covered your nipples. I'm wearing are a cutoff, barely covered. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lee. Yeah. Uh, everything Seth said. Exactly that. Like uh, the your movie is quite evocative. Uh, it is rare. I feel like uh, we've done so many of these that sometimes we do tune out for each other's shit. But like you had me the whole time. It's yeah, true. Uh, yeah, it was quite good. Um, also, yeah, like I, I don't know. I I was definitely teeing up for like a some sort of vindicating ending, and it was exactly the opposite of the thing that I thought it was going to be. So <laughs> right, uh, which really fits with the original. Like it I, does. I like oh yeah, that. quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, yeah. The the whole time I was watching the original, I was like, oh my god, he's she's gonna find him. It's she, they're gonna get together, and then just like ripped my heart out and threw it in the trash. I, yeah. I, I <laughs> you don't know much I was about, about barely not. <laughs> I, I remember in our chat specifically, I said, "Welcome to Russian literature, bitch." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I'll, I think I'm gonna go eight as well. Uh, yeah, it was very very good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, solid. Not a not not an astounding win, but a win nonetheless. I mean, again, you were up against a real good one. Like, it's a real uh, good movie. It was tough. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Well, if if, if anybody week... watches this movie and just just send me any of your questions about crazy ass culture shit that happens in it, <laughs> and I will respond, yeah. and I'll be like, yeah, that's why they're doing this thing, X, because. X, 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 and X. Because that's that's what I miss about being an academic. Because shit. Yeah. That's I did bad. start doing that. It's like watching Das Boot with a German yeah, person. Yeah, like, it's like that. Except I, a, I started not doing even... it halfway through this movie yeah. because I was just ignoring all that shit. I was just like, oh, Russian bullshit. And then I started asking you, Seth, and like, it, honestly, it helped the movie quite a bit. So Yeah. Actually, um, you know what? Send us tweets. Get on that Twitter. Send yeah. Seth some Get fucking tweets. Twitter. We'll answer questions. Yeah. Maybe. He'll answer it's anything. True. Uh, relating to Russian He's literature. He's like the Mikey of answering yeah. questions. He'll answer <laughs> okay. anything. Oh, wait a minute. Mikey doesn't yeah, like stuff. That's, uh... Who am I thinking of? Tum Tum from Three Ninjas. He'll eat anything <laughs> except dog do. Oh, sure oh boy. So you got well. both a life cereal like plug <laughs> and, and a Three Ninjas plug in there. Excellent job. <sighs> deep. Deep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Christ. Well. So what's yeah, next, next week I'm doing Midnight Cowboy. You sure are. Mm, continuing the Midnight uh, The song. Empire midnight of My Midnight Saga. Trilogy? Yes. <laughs> quadrilogy? Quin. Fuck me. So I thought it was a It's a quadrilogy trilogy. at the moment, I believe. I believe we are. Oh, How's that? Four of these motherfuckers? <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know, I looked up Friend Midnight of the show. twice, two or uh, both weeks. I'm running out of Midnight Wikipedia entries. Oh, this is not going to go well. Mm. <laughs> Welcome to hell. Welcome uh, to whatever the bullshit you guys made me do recently. Chill Factor? Yeah. Yeah. That oh, was, right. Chill Factor. Fast. I forgot about that. <laughs> Wait, we were all together and we didn't watch that's Chill true. Factor. We did no. watch Starship Troopers, though, and that's all that matters. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that felt like a hey, win. everybody, watch Starship Troopers. Oh, my God, please do. It's Please so do. good. Um, 
Zach, I have a quick question. Friend of the show, Will, brought up, uh, and I'm pretty sure that you, like me and Seth, are a Clive Barker boy. Midnight Meat Train, mm-hmm. you familiar? Yeah, uh, I've seen the movie. I've not read, is it a book? Well, it's Clive Barker. Okay, well, that's the book. pertinent thing for our show, is that oh, you've sure. seen the fucking it's got movie. A, it's like, got the yeah. guy that doesn't talk from Gone in 60 Seconds, right? Welcome to the reading nook. What the fuck? Is I don't know. Yeah, we talk about movies <laughs> around here. Uh, I have seen that movie. I don't remember. Welcome to the reading nook. Much, very good. It doesn't okay. matter. It doesn't matter. Oh, you were uh, just anyway, trying to tack okay. on another midnight. Oh, fuck you. I yeah. See. Okay. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> anyway, till next time, I'll watch what she's watching. Oh, no, I Wait, forgot. Did we even say what we're doing next? God damn it. All right, let's leave. Oh, we didn't. No, no I did. I said midnight. Oh yeah, my you did. god, this is a nightmare. <laughs> End of episode. <laughs> That's the cut. That's definitely the cut.